It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. I've had a couple of very interesting dates in the last two, two and a half weeks. I thought I'd share them with you. And the thing is, I'm starting to feel between you and me, if you were to write me your most ridiculous date experience and I would combine mine with yours, we'd have a hell of a book. I just can't get over these men. Like, What could they be thinking? Let me start with this guy. I met him on a regular dating site, like, you know, generic. And he seemed, after reading his profile, to be an educated guy, nice, hard to tell from the pictures, but he seemed to be attractive and he put down that he's athletic and he works out three to five times a week and... You know, he loves his family. I mean, I couldn't find one thing that wasn't nice. But how do you really know until you go? Anyway, he invites me out for that night. For the day I met him, that same night, he invited me to go to a show. Well, I like to be spontaneous. I do. I feel if there's less lag time... There's less time for someone to run in the other direction or get sidetracked by somebody else. So I'm all for that. And it's not like I was inviting him into my home. We were going out on a legitimate date, right? That's what any normal woman would think as far as being as normal as I get. So I told him I was going to wear a dress. That's another thing. Men all of a sudden feel it's okay to go out on a first date and wear jeans and sneakers. I I don't understand it. It's like I've said before. You've got one shot. Dress up. Put on a nice shirt. No sandals. No sneakers. Put on some boots or put on a nice pair of shoes. Right? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with them that they think they can be so lax when it comes to their first impression? So I put on my dress. I show up. I meet him. He's standing outside waiting with the valet. They take my car. He walks me inside. And so far, you know, he doesn't look exactly like his pictures, but nobody really ever does except for me, it seems. Damn. I mean, every man I've met says, wow, you look just like your pictures. Well, what am I supposed to look like? Somebody else? It's just stupid. I find myself feeling like I'm in the circus. Anyway, this guy sort of doesn't look like himself, but I'm still like on the fence and it's okay because it's not all about appearance with me. So we sit down, we have a buffet in front of us before the show. And the first thing he wanted to do was pray. Look, I have nothing against anybody else's religion, but you just met me five minutes ago. How do you know that I am a believer in your faith? So he takes my hand and he starts praying to Jesus and thanking him for our food that we're about to eat. And I'm just a little bit taken aback. It's a very personal thing to do. I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. Well, that's how the night was set up. From that point on, we talked. He seemed to be, you know, as intelligent as I thought he was. Still had that feeling like, I'm not so sure. Walked in, sat down. He must have picked up my hand while we sat there and watched this show five times and kissed my hand. I don't know the man. 
Remember, this is our first date. It's not that I'm Miss Bashful and shy. I'm not friends with the seven dwarfs, but I do know that there's a time and a place for everything. And if you just meet me, that doesn't give you the time or the place to pray with me and kiss my hand while the show is on. It's just a bit much. Or is it me? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too critical. So, after the show is over, we walk outside, and I'm trying to keep my distance just a little bit because I don't want him to think that he can grope me. God knows what's in his mind at this point. And let's not forget, we're talking about the author of A Diary of a Sugar Mom. It's not like I've got prude written all over me, but at this stage in my life, I'm looking for Mr. Wright. And if he doesn't know how to do it right the first time, God knows he's going to do it wrong all the way down the freaking track. You know, what really should happen is they should buy my book ahead of time and use it as a goddamn manual for me. Everything about me, personality-wise, is in the book. I'll never understand it. We get to my car... And he leans forward and he kisses me on the lips, like a little kiss, like, thank you for, you know, the night. And I said to him, I had a great time. Thank you very, very much. I really enjoyed myself. And I was being sincere. And he said, great, do me a favor. When you get home, text me. Let me know you're okay. And I'm like, that makes sense. I will be happy and sure to do that. And it was very nice of him to offer that get home. I text him. I'm okay. Thank you again. Had a wonderful time. The next day, he calls me and he says, I have a show that I'd like to introduce you to tomorrow night. And I'm in the middle of working. I said to him, "Uh, I'm in the middle of working and I'm trying to buy some time because I got to think my way through this one. What's the right thing to do? What's the wrong thing to do? I don't want to lead him on. I don't want him to spend more money on top of money with a woman that's not interested romantically. I mean, if we were friends, it would be one thing, but I know he wants more than friendship. I said to him, can you give me a few hours? I'm right in the middle of all my craziness with my staff at work. He says, sure, no problem. Take your time. I let about an hour go by. I gathered my thoughts. I thought to myself, I've got to tell the truth. It's the only way out. How else can I possibly say to him, no, unless I tell him the truth as to why I'm saying no. You can only be sick for so long or have too many prior engagements for so long, and I'm not looking to do that to anybody. So I texted him, which was wrong. I know it's wrong, but I did it. My text consisted of, Well, I really appreciate your offer. And after doing serious consideration, because I had such a good time last night, I don't want you to misunderstand and think that I didn't. But I'm sort of looking for that flash, that spark to hit me right in the face when I meet the right guy. And unfortunately with us, I just didn't feel it. 
And I don't want you to throw money into somebody that isn't romantically interested in you. Now, how much better could I have put that? Being honest, sincere, and trying desperately to keep his feelings from being hurt. I'm serious here. So he texted me back and he said to me, well, what was it about last night that you felt didn't click? And again, I'm put on the spot and I said, I can't put my finger on it, but I know that feeling when I feel it. It's happened to me twice in my life, twice, that's it. And, you know, at my age, I just feel like I want to wait. I want it to happen again. I don't want someone ever to feel that they are with me because I settled. I don't want that for you and I don't want it for me. But I know that I didn't feel what I'm looking to feel. Yes, if you look at the whole date, I had a great time and I enjoyed talking with you. But you know what? Between you and me, and I'm talking to you right now, not him. Listen, the passion, it wasn't there. There was no spark of wanting to jump in bed with him. That's what I'm looking for. Strike me down if you must. But the bottom line for me is, yes, I love going out. I love dressing up. I love making a man look good. I love making myself feel great in the presence of someone that makes me feel like a woman. But who can make you feel like a woman more than the man that turns you on enough to want to get you in that bedroom and stay there? Let's be real. If I had it my way, I would stay in that bed for hours with the perfect man. I don't even care what we were doing. It could be foreplay, backplay, on top, underneath, Standing up, sitting down, swinging from a goddamn chandelier. It's that spark, the chemistry, the thing you don't have with too many people. I want that. At my age, I want that. And what I hear from most men on these dating sites are, women don't give a shit about that. They want to get past that. And I keep telling them, well, I'm not like your average woman then. I don't know if it's a Southern thing, if it's a thing for women in their 50s or older that they just don't care as much. Maybe I've just not grown up yet. But to me, what's in there matters and what you do with it matters even more. Oh, If my children heard this podcast, I'd be dead meat. But this is my deal. It's what I want. And I want a guy that I feel has something over me. I don't mean like blackmail. I mean like somebody that can reel me in when I get into one of my crazy tantrums. And this guy didn't have that. He didn't even understand what a crazy tantrum was. He was a freaking accountant, but that's okay because, you know, an IT guy and an accountant can work with me because they can be the type that could reel me into reality. 
but he didn't have anything that sparked my passion. So as I continued to gracefully say no, thank you, but no, he continued saying to me, Robin, you don't know yourself. Well, the antenna shot straight up out of my head, of course, and I kept quiet, which is unusual for me, because I wanted to see what he'd say next, and he repeated himself, the dimwit, you really just don't know yourself. I said to him, you mean like, you know me? And he said, yes, you have no clue. I said to him, you know, I've been living with myself for over 50 years. I think I have a pretty good idea of who I am and what I want and what I'm going to do. So what's your point? He said, I'm getting choked up and it's, it's hard for me to have this conversation with you. I said, choked up? I met you one time. He said, yes, but you made a strong impact on me. And that's why you should recognize the fact that I made a strong impact on you. I said, no, you didn't. I'm trying to clarify that with you. And I started out trying to be nice about it, but now you're pushing me. You're pushing my buttons, and I don't know why. I almost had to hang up on him because he was relentless. Well, the rest of the night went by. I didn't hear from him, thank goodness. I thought I'd finally made my point. I was clear. The next Step would have been to have drawn diagrams, which I wasn't looking forward to because, you know, yes, I'm artistically inclined on paper with pen and markers and oil paints and stuff. But who wants to spend that energy on a man that you're just not even interested in? I swear to God. The next day, I get a text from him saying, I'll pick you up at 530 and then we'll go to the show. Imagine the shock. I felt, and just picture my face. I wish you could have seen my face. And I'm working on top of everything. I wrote him back and I said, do you not remember our conversation from yesterday? He said, yes, I do. And I also recognize the fact that you do not know yourself. Again, he hits me with that bullshit. I said, I know myself well enough to tell you to go fuck yourself. That was it. I reached my limit. You really got to push me hard and far until I swear at you and I try and put you in your place and shut you the fuck up. Well, the next thing that happened is pretty much monumental. I get an email from him, an email. And if you think I remember when I gave him my email address, I don't know. I really thought it was all texting. But the email stated that... Because of me turning him down for this date, the second date, I now owed him the cost of the night prior, the date I accepted, the cost of the ticket, the cost of the meal, the cost of the valet parking. I'm surprised he didn't add in his time. God knows what that is an hour. I wrote him back and I said, are you kidding me? You are honestly thinking you can charge me for going out on a date with you? He said, I went on the date with malice. The intent was with malice. I said to him, 
If I knew you ahead of time and I was just looking to see the show, you're goddamn right it would have been with malice. You'd have been lucky you walked out of there in one piece. I knew nothing about you. How do you expect to meet someone if you don't go out on a date with them? I'm not into phone sex, phone conversations, texting. You have to meet face-to-face. You invited me to an event. I said yes spontaneously. And usually when a man asks a woman out, they pick up the tab. I didn't realize I was supposed to ask, would you like me to split it? And now that I know this about you, you goddamn cheapskate, I'm glad I made the decision not to go out with you twice. Who knows what would have happened on the third date? By the time we'd have sex, you might have tried to charge me. Go screw yourself. This man badgered me for two days. I kid you not. Robin, here's my PayPal information. Here's my address. I already had his freaking address, the imbecile. I did a backward search on his phone. I got all his information just in case because he wouldn't leave me alone. I told him at one point in this two-day period, I was going to call the police if he didn't stop ringing my phone and texting me and emailing me. And he said to me, go ahead, call them. I'll let them know that you robbed money from me and time from me, that you knew ahead of time that you didn't want to go out with me, that you were just looking for a free meal. (laughs) Oh my God, I just, I am, I am speechless. How often do you hear me say that? First of all, I don't even eat. You know, I went to this thing with him and I dreaded the fact that it was a buffet because I don't eat. I eat little teeny bits of this and that during the day and hardly ever eat a meal. The fact that this man is trying to charge me for a meal I didn't even want and a show that pretty much sucked, just the fact that he asked me for the money was outrageous. This is why I have such trepidation with dating sites. Most everybody is crazy. You know, I could go on and on, but I think you already know the deal because you've probably been out with somebody just like him, but you just never had the nerve to tell anybody because you feel like an idiot, like I feel like an idiot telling you. But I got to tell somebody. Here's the bad news. He's an accountant. So Don't think for one second that I'm not expecting a non-employee 1099 to show up in my mailbox anytime soon for next year. And can I just tell you, the whole tab for the two tickets and the two dinners and the valet was less than $200. What's wrong with this guy? Why do people have to act like this and leave such a bad taste in your mouth. Thank God that's as far as he got to my mouth. Oh, I think the next time I decide to interview somebody, I'm going to find a sugar daddy. That's who I want to talk to. I want to know what is in their mind besides sex. We all know that's the obvious. But you know, on sugar daddy sites, these guys 
Some of them are really looking for that one woman, the love of their life that they can spoil and take care of and know that a woman is open-minded enough if she was on the site in the first place to have sex. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on one of these sites and I'm going to say, I just want to talk to you. Would you mind doing an interview with me? I have a lot of women that want to know what's on a sugar daddy's mind. And would you ever, as a sugar daddy, treat a woman like this? Would you? I would love to tell the story to this guy and see what he has to say. Just, you know, I'll give him the cliff notes. (laughs) Watch, I'll go out with him. No, I'm serious. I'm going to do that. That's that is in my bucket list. Or is it on my bucket list? I don't know. I'm just so flabbergasted by the whole thing. It's just insanity. If you have a story of something that has happened to you, just write me. I don't care if you do it on iTunes in that little box that they give you where you can leave a message or you email me at robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. Either way, it remains private if you want it to. Or you can come on the air with me and tell your story yourself. You don't have to use your real name. <laughs> I almost didn't use my own real name with this story. But you already know me and my craziness. And if you like my podcast, if you wouldn't mind, please just click a couple stars. I'd just like to be recognized by iTunes. You know, let them know I'm here. I'm sort of a force to be reckoned with, wouldn't you say so? And to all you women in the small markets, change the frickin' channel. (laughs) Okay? If you can't handle it, change the channel. Go listen to somebody else. Mary Poppins might be two steps to the left. But for the woman who thinks like me, you, and is just afraid to say it out loud, you, this is where you belong. Because before you know it, you're going to be talking just like me. Promise. (laughs) I'm such a basket case. It's not me, though. It's everybody around me that makes me into this tornado. Anyway, it's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom, signing off. Don't forget to write me, robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. Love talking with you, and we'll do it next week. Toodles. Westwood One Podcast Production.